yet. It's 1981. Get over it already. My name is Matthew Kroll. And Matt, why does it always have to be about slavery? My name is Shahir Dowd. Welcome to the only podcast about movies. That's right. Specifically, the Netflix distributed film... Barry. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to set you up like we were going to say it at the same time, and but then you just did it. We just got awkward there. I know. It was it's fun. A, it was weird. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. I like it. This awkwardness might be stranger in the room because we've got a guest with us right now. My man, Stephen Roberts, is here to join us. Director of development at uh, for Docs and News at MTV. Yes, sir. But How you've done you? a lot of things as well, right? Yes. I'm a, a man of many trades, a jack of many trades. I've... uh. Let's where to start. ESPN. Uh, ESPN uh, oversaw social media for the World Cup in Brazil. Yeah, you were telling me these crazy stories about you going to Brazil. Yeah, I was in Brazil for let's tweeting say, in Brazil. Yeah, tweeting. that's your life. Well, actually, I didn't even have to tweet. I had people <laughs> in Bristol, Connecticut, tweeting. I was just relaying information to the main show, so I kind of had a pretty sweet deal. <laughs> so you didn't even have to write 140 characters. No, you could send like a thousand words. Yeah, just had to send emails. Let me pare it down. Exactly. Like you guys should be tweeting more about this. Right. That's all I had to do. It was a pretty sweet gig. Yeah. <laughs> it was like working day and night, and then uh, I barely slept because thank God for Brazilian coffee. Uh, so oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Got about three hours of sleep a night and uh, was all over Rio de Janeiro. Nice. Uh, beautiful city. Awesome city. Like, I definitely have to go back there. I'm pretty sure I'm going to retire there. Really? Uh, nice. Yeah. That's always good to find that spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, I found it very early on. I'm very thankful for that. So, like, yeah, once, uh, hopefully my wife comes with me, but I'm just going to leave. Wait, whatever. the wife you haven't married yet? Yeah, that I haven't married yet. Yep. But, but she's Brazilian? I hope so. Okay. Yeah, because hopefully we have dual uh, residency. Okay. Let's just say your Brazilian fiancé. Yes, yeah. my, Brazi uh, my Brazilian fiancé. Fiancé <laughs> to be. <laughs> to be. Yeah. Potentially third wife. Uh, yeah, we're going to uh, just live in a favela in Rio and just- Oh, wow. In the favela? Yeah, in the favela. You want to go to the yeah, favela? Yeah, okay. in the beach. I just want to live a simple- That's unusual, right? Like people life. wanting to live in the favela. Nah, just like, I just want to be happy and watch the water hit the uh, beach. All right, all right, all yeah. right. And you also have another podcast that Alice might be interested in called Friday Night Whiskey. Yes, Friday Night Whiskey. What is Friday Night Whiskey? So Friday Night Whiskey is uh, the uh, it's a weekly roundup of news, pop culture, uh, and the dysfunctional lives of 20 and 30 somethings living here in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> so a group of friends and I, we kind of grab a bottle of whiskey each week. It, it'll be a different whiskey. It might be a scotch. It might just be uh, bourbon. And okay. we just kind of go over that. We finish that bottle. Yes. Talk you about finished the whole bottle. Yes. Yeah, Between three of you. Yes. Well, it was four. It was four. four of us. Uh, so, uh, it's still impressive. Dom, uh, my friends Dom, Ren, and Andrew, uh, we just kind of sit around. We talk about the week's events. It yeah. could be uh, Kanye being a lunatic. It could be um, <laughs> Kanye meeting Trump. Yeah, Kanye meeting Trump. What is, what, is it the Kanye Wish podcast that it, we guys yeah, did? At times, it, everything circles back to, uh, to Kanye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, last few episodes, we've, uh, we've spoken about Atlanta, Insecure, just right. things that are affecting our world and that we're really loving and enjoying about the world, things right. that we kind of hate about the world. And just us kind of uh, wrapping them up over some music and just good friends and good times. Awesome. I love, the, I love the concept. Before this Joker, Shahir and I got together doing a podcast. I did something called uh, Same Night Tonight or Same Night Movie Review where we rated movies with shots of alcohol. Nice. I uh, love that. One being the best, five being the worst, because the more alcohol you need, the worse it probably is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've since... Uh, we, I, it's hey, evolved. I, evolved. Well, I, I mean, like no, I mean, I'm getting jealous now <laughs> uh, <laughs> because Steven's podcast sounds like it's... Uh, more fun than ours? No. I, uh, <laughs> Okay. You guys are certainly welcome to come by. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, well, the, I don't drink, but the only oh, drink yeah. I do know a lot about is scotch because I went to Scotland a couple of years ago mm. and did the, like the whole whiskey tours. Shahir mm. says he doesn't drink. <laughs> Shahir will drink. I will drink. It's not like an ethical choice or uh, a, no, like, no, no, I'm no, not no. a recovering but when alcoholic. You say, no, when, I, when you say that, I'm always like, motherfucker. 
Parker, are you all, I've always, when we go out, you do have a drink. A drink. It'll take me four or five hours. Which to is fine. Yeah, it's fine. That's though. fine. Yeah. I just, I always love it when you say you don't. I'm like, yeah. eh, you fucking do. But if you, if you, if you want to send me alcohol for some reason, you can reach us at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Where he will send it. you his home address. <laughs> I'll send you my home address and you can send me a bottle of scotch so I can go on to Steven's podcast and you can share it with them. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter at onlymoviepod. Uh, check out our Facebook page and also our uh, website, onlymoviepodcast.com. Yes. Um, but the reason, uh, Stephen, I really wanted to have you on. So we're talking about the Barack Obama film, one of two that have come out this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's that, it's that, it's that, I mean, I'm going to say Hollywood quotes, but thing where it's like, like oh, this Armageddon one movie about and, something. Uh, yeah. Deep Impact. Let's exactly. have a few. Ants and uh, uh, what was the bugs. other? Bugs. That's a bug's right. life. A yeah, bug's, yeah, life. A bug's yep. life. Exactly. Yep. So you got to have two Barack Obama. Did you? Now, I, I really wanted to check out Southside with you. Uh, Southside with you? Yes, Southside with you. Did you see that? I didn't actually have a chance to see that. I really <laughs> wanted to. I don't know what happened to it. It felt like I saw trailers and I mean, everything for it, and it, then it, it disappeared. Well, I did a, cu- a couple of weeks. It was kind of pitched as like before sunrise, except yeah. Barack Obama, mm-hmm. um, which I was like, okay, that's cool. That's and cool. then like the thing was, is the, the trailer for uh, um, Southside with you came out around the time I think um, Trump was uh, nominated as the Republican nominee. And and the trailer was such a, it was just such a beautifully uplifting trailer. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, this this trailer just makes me feel good. You know, yeah. I want to see this movie. You watched a trailer? I did watch that trailer. I actually posted it, I think, on our on our Facebook page. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so I I'm if if our listeners have had a chance to watch both Barry and Southside with you, we'd love to hear opinions about Southside with you. I yeah, like like you, I wanted to get to 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 see Southside with yeah. you as well, but we we just didn't quite make chance, so yeah. You didn't make a ch- chance to see it. Yeah, and just looking at the trailer of that, I think one of the things that really jumped out to me and humanizing might not be the word, it's more so relatable. It made uh, Michelle and Barack seem relatable. They're probably the one presidency where you have two kind of equal partners. Right. And this and like you see them loving, holding each other, right, uh, giving each other the fist bump. And I think, oh, that's really awesome just to watch that. <laughs> and then that movie was hopefully showing the genesis of all that. Barack pursuing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would eventually be uh, his wife and mother of his children, and the first lady of the United States of America. So that's what I thought was so great about it. So I which I'm really I mean, feel bad that I, I don't say. know about you guys, but for me, Barack and Michelle Obama are relationship goals. Yeah, like exactly. they are sure. like they are the pinnacle. Like every time Shivali and I watch something with Barack and Michelle, we kind of hold hands about it, and we're just like, "That's where we want to yeah. be." That's that's. I mean, I, I don't see it, you know, like I can't think of a relationship in the public sphere hmm. yeah. that feels. More authentic, mm-hmm. more progressive, a, yeah. and yeah. more more where both people are making each other bitter. Exactly, you know, it yeah, feels like they're making the best part about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the type of woman I want to uh, retire to with in Brazil. In right, Brazil. right. Yeah. You think you'll Your find future that, Brazilian yeah. fiance? Yeah, but she was exactly. going to be a third wife, though. Oh yeah, so right. hopefully, eventually. Wait, eventually. Who are the first two? I don't know yet. Oh yeah. shit! It they ain't going to be Michelle. I'm telling you that yeah. much. Yeah, what? everyone's <laughs> looking for the Michelle. Sure. <laughs> Um, I thought you meant legitimately Michelle Obama. Like, yeah, that won't. Uh, <laughs> not one no, I mean, you're, you're correct. You know what? If yeah. you, I was a betting man, I, which I am, yeah. I will take that bet. Um, but so, yeah, this is, it's an election year. We've had a, we've had our one episode about Donald Trump. Wait, there, mm-hmm. there was an election this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're thinking about it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's odd the timing the release of this film, which came out after the election. Um, I guess maybe. I don't think it's odd at all. It, it came out right after the election. I know. I don't think it's odd at all. I think, and let me, tell me what you guys think. Uh-huh. I think uh, Obama is doing, I think he's done overall, I think there's there's slight yeah. things I didn't uh, agree with fully, but I think overall he's done a great job. I think 
now is that that weird time for a, a exiting president where it's all about legacy, right? Right. So I think you know this they is about legacy. this is about legacy. This is about and if he they released that before, it would have been seen as one sort of uh, DNC propaganda nonsense kind of, which I don't think it is at all. And then two, it wouldn't get nearly as much talk because there's more bigger things going on outside of Obama and who he is. So uh, I think it was. I think it was very calculated what time this came out. Right, right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, you might you might be right there, but Netflix has been continuing this run of of independently distributed features, uh films like um um Beast of No Nation, yeah. right. uh, uh Fundamentals of Caring was one of their films as well. Um, plus the show, I don't know about you guys, but my Netflix, you know like when you open up Netflix and the first page comes up, it used to be like maybe one Netflix show in there and now it's all Netflix, Netflix show. And I think it's been like that for a bit. And I think the algorithm is like, I think they're starting to get a little sketchy with that algorithm where yeah. they're just pushing you Netflix shows now. Oh, but I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't mind. Do you mind it? Steve? No, not at all. Yeah. Like, well, if the quality is good and, and, we're, most and we're, times they are, yeah. and we're going to get into what we thought about this movie in a second. I, yeah, I guess I don't mind. I, I think the thing though, that I love about Netflix is that it has a really deep, catalog of movies that are hard to find mm-hmm. um and and the specifically the- kung fu films i will say oh, okay. like 70s and 80s shot. kung fu films oh, wow. it's got some it's got some gems right no but so so the thing that you know like when i go to my front page i kind of i like the you know like going down a rabbit hole of things and and now i'm kind of just getting the netflix shows right but like, you're describing you like you enjoy going down a rabbit hole you just want the end of the rabbit hole thrown in your face right when you start that's not going down a rabbit hole <laughs> that's, that's a valid it. point yeah. that's a valid point yeah. i guess so but may, maybe but I, I go for the adventure shahir yeah yeah well so in this case the movie was directed by uh vikram gandhi yes yes um who directed another film which i had seen on netflix i hadn't Kum- seen it but i'd seen the poster kumari have you guys I seen, not seen that what's that about so kumari is about is a so the reason I watched it is because it's about Hindu spirituality. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm Indian, but I'm not Hindu. But but the thing that I found <laughs> funny about it was this idea that uh, this guy Kumari, the director Vikram Gandhi, um, may, invents this like. Oh, Hindu I guru. did see that. Oh, you did really? see it. Yeah. And everyone's got. If anyone's got an interest in religion, particularly in like. Scientology and the way in which you like gather a following, building a religion, building a religion. Oh. That's what he did, and then and then you know like eventually reveals to them, hey, I'm just making this shit up. Um, and it's 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 classic I'll, religion, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> typical classic, religion, classic religion, yeah. and it's that interesting game of uh, you know like justifying, you know, even though I know this is bullshit now, justifying well. Is there value in like faith in that nice. kind of thing? Still waiting for the big ones to do that, right? You know, yeah. none of them had the balls yet. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. day, one day, maybe yeah. 2017. Yep. Pope's gonna come out with these guys. You know, You're what, like guys? you know what, <laughs> fooled you. <laughs> uh, but this film is about the 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 Columbia years, yeah, exactly. the Columbia College years of Barack Obama. Before we get into that, I guess you know, like you know, uh, Matt, you kind of mentioned what you thought about Barack Obama as a president, right? As a whole, but I, you know, like, I guess what I want to get into is like. What does Barack Obama as an idea, as a concept, as a person mean to you? Like, what what does Barack mean to you? Uh, I mean, if you asked me before the election, I would just say, oh, overall, good president. Right. A guy I seem to like his public persona. I mean, again, you never know people until you actually interact with them over a course of time. But, mm-hmm. like, as far as... And this is going to sound awful, but like, I, th- I feel like even through media filters, I am a decent judge of character okay. if I research a person enough. Right. Uh, and I feel like overall Barack Obama, not only is he do what I respect him or, or that I do respect him as our president, but he's the kind of guy that in the right circumstance 
I feel like I would get along with. Yeah, right. You'd want to have a beer with them. Yeah, I know that's the common line, but like, I don't know. I would. I would just like to fucking like. I'd love to talk to him about movies or just some bullshit. Like you know, like yeah. just hang out. You'd like to Netflix and chill with Barack Obama. Just the Netflix. Just the Netflix. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we could watch this movie. It would be great. I've already written my fan fiction, but um, I don't know. I just I. I, so that was sort of before the election, and now it's it's so funny because he's not even out of office yet, and I'm getting this weird, like, and I think, again, this is why this movie came out at the perfect time. I'm getting this Obama Obama nostalgia. Right. Uh, and uh, now I think, look, the Trump <laughs> Trump's, <laughs> Trump's presidency is probably one of the best things that could have happened to this man's legacy, Barack Obama's legacy. You think, in terms of, like, you know, putting shit next to a diamond? Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's going to be, he did a bunch of good stuff, and yeah. then we're going to see how it goes down the line, yeah. and his stuff's going to look like, oh, you, remember? I remember. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be that shit, that and it's yeah. going to be you wonderful. Know, you know what's funny is, I, I, feel, I mean, look, we don't know what's going to happen with Trump, but Trump's presidency makes George W. Bush's presidency look amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's scary. Oof. Yeah. God. Uh, I just thought about so that. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I dig him. Stephen, what about you? Um, yeah. So I could think uh, just for me, it meant kind of the shattering of two glass ceilings in a way. Uh, okay. First, it was it was uh, as a young black person, it was a shattering that you could actually be anything. You could honestly be anything. Right. Granted, he doesn't have the typical African American experience, but right. there is no typical African American experience, mm-hmm. which right. I think is another beautiful thing. But it just showed you, like, if you're a little kid. You saw yourself as a president in, right. of the United States. You didn't. If you were typically, when I was growing up as a little kid, you didn't necessarily see yourself in many things. You saw yourself as a rapper. Yeah. But then you had things like Will Smith, Michael Jordan, and just different things like that, where there was yeah. multifaceted black people. It's like, oh, that's more similar to my upbringing. Right. But now you see yourself as the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, mm-hmm. which I thought was beautiful and it's something very aspirational. Right. And and, and and black leaders before that were kind of people like, like polarizing figures like Jesse Jackson. Um. Yeah. I don't know if they're, I guess, polarizing to the outside world, to the non-black community. Right. I think um, it's in a, uh, they were very much civil rights leaders. Yeah. I think that's another interesting thing about Barack Obama's upbringing that we'll get into, I guess, a bit later, is the fact that he didn't have the typical African-American experience of uh, someone who was born in the United States or even from um, the Caribbean or Latin America. Right. He didn't have that typical experience. He um, was born from a, a Kenyan father. To a woman in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. Grew up, uh, and grew up in Kansas. Yeah, grew up in, no, grew up in Hawaii and then uh, Jakarta. <laughs> right, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. His grandparents are from Kansas, yeah, right? His grandparents are from Kansas. And I think he was very much separated from what the typical experience is. Yeah. And I think that played a lot into his role of thinking that he could ever be that. Right. And I think that's the, kind of the beauty of it. Uh, the second glass ceiling that it kind of shattered, um, it made, uh, and I think that's something you just touched on, just the idea that this guy could be my friend. Right. I think I grew up in New York City, so I'm a bit spoiled. So I had friends who were Indian, white, yeah. uh, Korean, Chinese, um, everywhere in the world. I grew up in Queens, so God knows I grew up with everyone in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. But I think most people don't necessarily have a black friend, or they know one black kid in their high school, right. or they know black people from TV. Right. And now you're seeing, hey, there's this really cool black guy with yeah. a pretty cool family who I'm really related to. He likes sports just as much as I do. Yeah. He knows all about the same dorky things that I love. <laughs> yeah. And like, this guy is cool and normal. And it kind of normalized just what like, yeah, black people are kind of normal like you. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, it's the normalcy that you, you bring up that, that really struck me too. Cause I was thinking like, I didn't want to just shit on all Republicans like Clinton, right? Let's yeah. look at Bill Clinton. Right. I think he did a lot of good things too, but I also don't think I would get along with Bill Clinton yeah. at all. And it's not, that's, I don't know if that's, that's not really a slight to Bill Clinton. It's just like, I <laughs> feel like, like you either. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I just feel like that's a sort of like, yeah, I respect what you're doing, but I don't want to fucking chill with you. And like with Obama, it's just like, I got, you get both. And I just, he just seems like a, 
He just seems like a really smart, normal guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing for me is that I think uh, the thing that I I liked about Barack Obama and I like about Barack Obama is he feels like a, a really good mix of pragmatist and optimist. Yes, you know, like I feel like he he understands what it what aspiration means and he also understands what the reality of the situation is, That's which true. is why we got a fucked up system like Obamacare, the Affordable yeah. Care Act, which mm -hmm. is. In some way, a step towards an aspirational goal yeah. of sure. something like universal healthcare, but another way, it's a it's a it's a slow turn from what we had before yeah. to something more practical. Um, and you know, like there are things about Obama's um, administration and his and his presidency that, uh, yeah, like you, I don't I don't agree with. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the thing that's kind of um, wigging me out right now is the situation in Yemen. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk a lot about Syria. We're not talking a lot about Yemen because that is a Saudi-backed you know, Saudi -backed coalition. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, there are, there's different lots definitely. of, you know, like, and, and the, the Edward Snowden issue, yeah. uh, treatment uh, issues uh, uh, with whistleblowers and the NSA. Um, so, so I, but on the, on the heart of it, I'm a guy. So the thing about me personally is I identify. Wait, you're from New Zealand. I'm from New Zealand. Okay. Here's yep. the thing. Well, well, actually, that's exactly what I wanted to get into. <laughs> I knew it! Is that I'm Indian. That's just the first thing that people notice about me. But I was born in Fiji. Um, I grew up in New Zealand. I live in America. And if you look at my Indian heritage, it's split even further than that. Like, sure. So there are, there are a couple more divisions about that. And so I spent a lot of my upbringing in New Zealand wandering around going, who the fuck am I? I don't yeah. really fit in any one gotcha. place. Um, and, and, you know, like, so for me as well, you know, like I, I went to a, a high school where there was one other Indian kid and mm -hmm. it was a predominantly white high school. So when a film like, um, Malcolm X came out, yeah, changed my life, okay. you know, cause I, I was like, suddenly this is a person who has found an identity and is going to fight for his identity. And I really, I, I, I don't, obviously I don't have the African American experience. I don't identify as an African American yeah. or I don't understand what the African American experience is, but what I did understand identify and understand was this notion of fighting for your identity. Yeah. And so Barack Obama is someone, you know, as you mentioned before, Kenyan, uh, you know, uh, Kenyan, Indonesian, yeah. um, background, um, hot pot Hawaiian who, when, when I read his story, I really found it compelling and meaningful to me. And I think, you know, as my son, who's, a, who's basically taken on the baggage of my mm -hmm. fractured heritage uh, plus some more yeah. uh, is going to go with, I think, you know, like pointing to someone like Barack Obama is going to be an interesting touchstone for, for a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I really appreciated and liked about him as a person. I also think, you know, like one of the things is he normalized intellectualism, you know, like yeah. he seemed like a guy, all the damage that Ross from friends did, right. he, he fixed, <laughs> or I should say all the damage that friends did around Ross. Right. Right. He fixed. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I kind of like that about him, but so, um, I, uh, in terms of, uh, what I knew about Barack Obama, I, obviously I can't vote. I couldn't vote for him. I, I didn't live here uh, at the time, but, that, yeah. um, but I read the audacity of hope. I didn't read, uh, uh, notes, uh, letters to my father. I haven't read it. Either, I, yeah. yeah. But, and, and so this, this film is based largely upon letters to my father, mm -hmm. uh, plus some other historical information yeah. about him. Yep. Um, and as we mentioned before, it kind of takes the, a look at those formative early years of Barack Obama's life, uh, when he arrived in New York city to attend uh, Columbia university to study politics. Uh, I believe he was studying political science, but it's, it's kind of loose. They, they're not really saying what it was. He eventually went on to get his, his uh, law degree at Harvard, yes. as I believe. I, I mean, if you're looking at what this movie's about, right. IMDb says <laughs> a look into the early life of U.S. President Barack Obama. That's it. So, That's all you got. <laughs> um, so what did you guys think of the movie?
Uh, I'll go first. Uh, you know what? It's really interesting. Uh, I came off this movie. I had just seen Moonlight. Okay, first time. Yeah, first time. I, I just excellent. Seen, I yeah. just seen Moonlight, which was a terrific movie. Yeah, and it's very. It's funny because I saw it literally the day before that I watched this, and so there was a bit of a drop off in terms of the thematics and mm. just the different types of character. Mm. And so, which isn't necessarily fair to this movie, but I came in it looking very highbrow. Yeah. And this very much, and not in a bad way, and this might come across as bad, it presented itself very much as a CW version of what uh, Barack Obama <laughs> would be. Right, right. B- what Barack Obama's life would have been like when he first came to college at Columbia in the fall. Okay. Which, and again, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But I thought it, it was a nice little snapshot that they took of that moment. Yeah. And they were able to tell the story. They were able to tell his, um, him trying to figure out his racial identity. Um, uh, one thing that was really big was he kept saying, this isn't my scene. Not right. to spoil it too much. But uh, he kept saying, this isn't my scene. This isn't my scene. And it was really interesting to kind of watch him find himself over the course of this movie. Right. And so I thought that was like a really great part of it. But however, it was very much like a CW version of what this moment was. Okay. Yeah. So he's going to team up with Arrow in the Flash. Exactly. In Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. As you guys know in the future, that's what Obama does. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, well, there's a time travel in Legends of Tomorrow. So this all does yeah. actually, this well, could be well, canonical. Well, yeah. I, I didn't take long to point this to a superhero film. No, like, I would. Uh, it took 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes. That's actually longer than normal. Yeah. Shahir, what about you? So I, uh, I wouldn't call it necessarily the CW mm-hmm. of of of, uh, of Barack Obama's life. The thing, for some reason, the thing I the 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 touchstone I kept coming back to was Catcher in the Rye. Okay. Like I kept on thinking about Holden Caulfield wandering around New York City, basically trying to figure out who he is. Mm-hmm. And that's what to me this film is. Now, now I, I've read reviews on this film and yeah. people are kind of going, what the fuck is up with this movie? It's not rating very highly. Mm-hmm. Uh, people really? Think, people think it's kind of boring. Nothing happens. Um and and to me, that's also true of Catcher in the Rye, which is why I think that that you know, like uh, <laughs> the Catcher point, in the Rye reference kind of works for me. Um, but but the thing I, I was completely compelled and enthralled by this movie from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I think this does um, a really. It, it sounds like it's reverential, you know, and respectful to President Obama, which would be a weird thing to do. I don't I don't think as a filmmaker you want to be you know, like so reverential that you kind of don't tell an interesting story. But I think what it does is it tries to figure out the man behind the myth and the myth of, you know, the, the, the mythic figure of of Barack Obama. And the, and the interesting thing is, is it doesn't really get to individual traits about, you know, like Barack Obama was this kind of dude and he was that, you know, that kind of dude. It's more actually about, to me, it's about this, this, this search for his racial identity and, and, you know, the conflict of his racial identity. And, you know, like I, 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 I would subtitle this movie code switch the movie, Ooh, you know, like, like you know, it's just like, it was all about code switching to me. And, and I well, think, I'm sorry, code switching. Yeah. Uh, uh, code switching. Hey Matt, how are you? Are we shaking hands? Yeah, we're shaking hands. We're how shaking you? hands right yeah. now. Steven, what's up? What's bro? up, man? How, how are, are you? you? Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Code switching. Yeah. And I think that's, I didn't know I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a very in a way a very black thing that you have to do. You're essentially always living in two worlds, and I think being biracial, it's probably double. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. You, yeah, like yeah. The fact that I have to walk in constantly code switch in between two different worlds oh, man. in order to exist. I mean, I've no I've I've I Understood that that is a thing that happens with people, but yeah. I didn't know it had the title. Well, I think the title yeah. is a recent recent way of okay. kind of phrasing that. Yeah. Good, and I, I haven't had to coach switch 
too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 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 Mocha Brown, so I yeah. can kind of like I can kind of go between both worlds, but I I, I don't really have to code switch that much. Mm-hmm. But I, I understand it's funny because because I can live in it's weird saying both worlds. I do see it happen, yeah. and you kind of you know you understand exactly. what it is. Um, and all, so all I can do is sing part of your world. That's yeah. all. <laughs> we can do the Bollywood dance. <laughs> you know what the trick to Bollywood dancing is? Uh, open hand, like claw, but like turning. No, turn the light bulb and pat the dog. That's what I meant. Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone listen, yeah. Turn, yep. right, turn the light bulb and pat the dog right now. Yep. And you're doing a Bollywood dance. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I found that. And again, because that relates to my experience growing up, you know, feeling, uh, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself biracial, but I'm definitely multinational. I come I from it, yeah. a lot of different places. Um, so this, this sense of like losing, you know, trying to figure out what my identity actually is, um, is something that I find really compelling and mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I also, I thought this, this kid, Devon Tyrell, who yeah. plays uh, Obama in this. Plays Barry. Yeah. I thought he was phenomenal. He I was know, great I, too. I thought I, he was good. I, no, I mean, I really, because I think it's really hard to, to do it's really easy to fall into pantomime when you can, when you're yeah. dealing with like a, mm-hmm. such a known public figure with such a person who has such a uh, a well recognized voice and intonation and Cadence, and, yeah. and, and and method of action, and this guy who's Australian yep. um, comes out and not only gets the accent 100 percent correct, um, but also delivers the soul behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I think the last person I saw that for, and it, it was a presidential performance was Frank Langella and Frost Nixon, you know? Who, okay. But nice. in, in Frank Langella's case in that film, he wasn't really doing Nixon. He was just doing an impression of what Nixon might be like. Yeah. It wasn't really like exactly Nixon. You dug deep for that Skeletor roots. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I was yep. yeah, when you said Skeletor, that's what I yeah. think of. Um, <laughs> Can I kind of piggyback off something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And it's the idea of the code switching, and I think something that Devin Terrell did really well. Mm. I think he's also biracial as well. Yeah, pro- I mean, what's funny and, is like my I, wife and I looked him up, and she was like, he is ungodly good looking. Yeah, and so <laughs> I think that's kind of something really interesting because I think he wasn't necessarily uh, pantomiming Barack Obama. Yeah. He was going through what his experience was. Yeah. Yeah, that makes right. sense. And I can only imagine what it would be like in Australia, just yeah, being yeah. biracial, uh, black. Uh, I'm not quite sure what his exact background is, yeah. but I can imagine like it's probably a very similar experience where you constantly have to code, uh, code switch, excuse me. And um, it's something uh, that's really interesting. I believe uh, Jason Mitchell, PJ in the movie. Right. Like he uh, also is a black person who goes to Columbia. Yeah. However, yeah, and he, he has, has to, co- and he has a real code switch. Exactly, yeah. But he knows how to do it naturally yeah. because he grew up in America and right. he knows he's stepping yeah. It's what is it five blocks away? Yeah, yeah. But it's a completely different world. Yeah, and right. He knows it innately, just being an African American. And that's person. the thing is yeah. Barack Obama doesn't know no, how to code exactly. how to code switch mm-hmm. in this yeah. movie. That's yeah. that's why it's code switch yeah. the movie to me is he doesn't he does and and I the th- the person I've been thinking about and reading a lot about and, and Stephen and I talked about that was uh, was Tinahasi Coates. Yep. Um, I haven't read Between the World and Me, but I've been reading a lot of his stuff at the Atlantic, and he just published this really. Amazing piece um, about uh, <laughs> my president was black. Yeah. yeah, my president was black, and what I love about that that piece was about the way it opens with the BET party. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, this notion that that this is a guy, Barack Obama, is a guy from what we know who's been dogged by that question. Yeah, are you black enough, or are you white? You know, like like what are you? Mm-hmm. And and if we look at you know the person who followed his presidency, Donald Trump, the <laughs> one thing and it, the the thing it is incomprehensibly I I get so mad about this this thing pisses me off so much I don't know why the conversation about Donald Trump didn't begin and end with the Bertha thing like that is the most yeah. to me the most I, I just un, un unbelievably childish 
racially motivated. Like if you want to talk about a person being racist, the, this is the, the pinpoint definition of it. Mm -hmm. By questioning this man's authenticity by pointing to, is he American? Is he, is he actually who he says he is? And it is, this is no way of tiptoeing around that. It, it just, it, it makes me so angry. And, and I think what, what, what I loved about the movie was that in, if you watch it in that context, you're, you're seeing the birth point of, of him having to deal with that question. Um, the other film that it reminded me of was uh, The Motorcycle Diaries, the Walter Salles film okay, uh, the, about Che Guevara. Um, and, and, you know, it's about that form, the political formation of that person. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I really dug this movie. Yeah. I really got a lot out of this. Um, um Matt, yeah, how I about mean, you? I feel similar. I, so I have a, I have a torrid relationship with, with, uh, biopics. Uh -huh. okay. And, uh, basically it always comes down to the question of, is this interesting and, and compelling because I know where this person ends up? Right. Yeah. Or is what I am watching interesting and compelling? Right. And then sub question, does it matter? Right. Like right. I, I, it's that fucking circle of thought that I kind of get trapped in. Uh, as far as this, you know, as a film and a story about a young man who is trying to find where he belongs, basically, right. uh, I think it succeeds. Um, I think, you know, everything was really pretty solid about it. I felt like the, the period work, like it felt like the fucking eighties, like yeah. a lot of times, especially on like maybe a Netflix movie or maybe something that's not like a major motion. Like a lot of times like small details slip, but yeah. everything felt so eighties, New York. It yeah, felt so yeah. right. Also, even down to the sound design, there were just moments where like, and again, this is taking me out of it. It's. I, I was like, how did they get this to, oh, okay. Like, I'd just be like, this sound design is so fucking good. Like, it was a really, it was really solid, and it really sort of emphasized the entire thing. I'm curious um, how, I need to do more research, obviously, but I'm curious how much is, like, true and what they sort of moved from other things. And again, biopics, you don't know, like, yeah, right. what what is what and whatnot. I wonder if the Obama administration had a say in any of it. Uh, as far as I've read, no. No, it was just I, something I, outside of them? Entirely yeah, outside okay. of them. I imagine yeah. so. Uh, what else about it? Oh, and then it seems like sort of I, I dubbed it and it, it's funny because this is not an insult. This is I enjoy the thing I'm equating it to. Uh, it's like a walking simulator for Barry to witness, you know, a bunch of humanity and how it builds into who he is. And a walking right. a walking simulator is a game like a video game like Gone Home or where you're walking. It's not action. You're, the yeah. witness yeah. Uh, is another wonderful Firewatch or fire, oh, Firewatch. Firewatch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which you love Shahir. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I dug it. Uh, the the only thing that I will say that I like did not like about the movie, which is hilarious, just due to the last couple podcasts we've done, is the dude who is in Boyhood who played his roommate. Ella yeah. Coltrane. I, yeah. I wanted to. I was just like, no, dude, <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. Like, it's done. <laughs> yeah. I was just like every every other actor in this movie. Um, the woman who played Charlotte was mm -hmm. great. Yep. Um, Anna Anya Taylor yep. uh, Joy, who yep. is from The Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, I loved, uh, oh, Salim, uh, Avi Nash. Yeah, Salim was amazing. <laughs> he was so fun. Yeah, it's so weird because it's such an Indian, like that's an Indian character I haven't seen. Like we are not like the stoner druggies in the back of the room. He we are so fun. And the three of them, him, Charlotte, and and Barry together was just like, like the Thanksgiving, there's a Thanksgiving part. It was part. like Three's yeah. Company. Come I was like, knock on my this door. is so fucking cool. <laughs> Can I once say one thing about Salim? Yeah. Yeah. Salim is very New York City. Yeah. Celine okay. was very New York City. Celine was also uh, code switching. Okay. I remember he was mimicking uh, uh, Barack Obama. I think you guys said it in the beginning. It's yeah. like, the trick is to sound just white enough. Right, right. He knew that he wasn't technically considered black. Right. And he knew he was doing a terrible job of being black. And he knew he was doing a terrible job of actually being what white was because he was black. Right. And so I think Celine was very New York, very mm -hmm. New York outside. 
everything mm. from him doing coke in the middle of his <laughs> yeah. living room on like it was a, like a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like he was such a New York character. Or right. breaking into Barry's apartment to yeah. take a nap. Yeah, yeah. take a nap. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like something that's very free about. And yeah. he didn't he wasn't necessarily confined to being Indian. Right. Or what was expected to be Indian. He could just be Celine. Right. And it was like the fact that when he, you know, like he he gets um uh turmeric to make, you know, to make yeah. curry and things like that. It's like, I don't know, I just I found that really Again, just refreshing, you know, like I haven't seen that character. He is based on a true person. Okay. Um, I, I don't know much about who that person is. I believe he did end up working at Goldman Sachs or something like that, oh, or okay. JP Morgan, oh. um, or whatever. I, 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 completely no empirical evidence backing any of the statements I've just made. I like it. Um, <laughs> I live, I live and breathe in that world. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, Matt, you raise an interesting point though, which is that, you know, cause a lot of the critique of this film that's been going on is, is it, is it actually a compelling narrative? Like you, you you, like you say, it's it's compelling if you under, if you know and understand who Barack Obama is. But is it compelling if you don't know that? Now, it's, I I think the thing that they do very well is it's impossible not to know who Barack Obama that's, is. I think that's it. Yeah. So if this was a biopic, say about a uh, a physicist that maybe you've heard their name once or mm -hmm. twice, and yeah. then you did it, and it was this story, it might not hold up just because of the cultural rev reverence or yeah. relevance of um who that random yeah. fictitious physicist is but this is someone that the world knows yeah. right. so therefore i don't even know if my initial like biopic problem happens with yeah. this one because you just can't you can't separate that that's very true yeah, yeah yeah it's and i think they do a smart job of just like saying this is this is a snapshot moment it's a very small yeah. movie and it's that's so true yeah, yeah and steve and i were talking about that in the beginning uh before we even started recording was like i really appreciated that it's stuck in a snapshot and yeah. it wasn't like the new york years the chicago years moving yeah. to washington da, yeah. da, 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 da. Yeah. michelle's here now it's just like yeah. no, like just let's have a little snapshot maybe if you watch it in pier with Southside by you know South yeah, right you, you might actually do that now. Yeah, yeah yeah but but then we might get into, you know, we might be Marvel-fying the Barack Obama universe. <laughs> yeah, and I know true. how you don't fit, you don't like that, Shahir. <laughs> that's true. I don't. I would love to the, see the, the OCU, the, the Obama the, Cinematic Universe. Yeah. The, and the, how many biopics have there been about a very such a contemporary person? Yeah. I mean, so, such a well-known there, you know, like the one, the one that I can think of is American Sniper. Okay, you know, which was oh like, God. Uh, but you didn't know every intimate. We know every intimate detail. In fact, about he Barack died Obama. during yeah. the making yeah. of that film. Yeah, uh, was his name Chris something? A Clint Eastwood film. I can't remember. But yeah, like there, I think, fake baby. That's all I remember about that. <laughs> yeah, <It's> fake baby. <laughs> um, I think there, you know, like there's increasingly. I think the thing that's happened is is that the the pace at which we can absorb information about a human being is is so quick now that we can do a biopic of someone like Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, for example, Richard Nixon movies didn't come out till like twenty years after exactly. his presidency yeah. ended. Um and there is there is this interesting conversation about about Barack Obama and the politics of fame. You know, like Barack Obama is inarguably a very famous person. He's a very charismatic person. And you know, one of the things that the Republicans often had a problem with Barack Obama is that he seemed to be a celebrity. You know, like he and he seemed to like um, court celebrityism uh, in some part. I think I think one of the the smartest things about uh, Obama's ascendancy to the presidency was that he understood how to make people feel good, which is what I think good celebrities, if you consider celebrityism a profession, do. Oh, it is. So and haters gonna hate, man. Yeah, like that's it's literally so it's just like, yeah. oh shit, this guy's super charismatic. Well fuck, now we gotta knock him down a peg. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. but yeah. so if you have True. any critique about Obama and his his the you know his um his celebrity uh -huh. and the way it might affect our reading of this film. Because like, you know, like Catcher in the Rye, I don't think this film 
is giving us a full, you know, a full detailed analysis or a full detailed look at who this person, like, I don't feel like I know more about Barack Obama by the end of this movie. I feel like I know more about the things that Barack Obama might think about. Gotcha. You know, I'd almost like to counter that. I okay. think we know a little too much about Barack Obama. In, in the real world? In the real world. Like, okay. um, like we just mentioned, I had just come off reading the Atlantic article by uh, Tanahasi Coates. Yeah. Uh, my president was black. And I think uh, Coates is like extremely like pessimistic. Yeah. yeah it's he's his actually, worldview. Yeah. He's not actually really big on, he's big on President Obama, but I think as a black person, he's not too big on him. And there are plenty of, uh, black leaders who aren't necessarily that big on President Obama, they very much respected what he's done, but they may have felt like he hasn't done enough for the black community. Right, yeah. Which is a valid argument, and like I think almost a valid criticism I have of him. Uh, one criticism I have of him. Um, but, however, I think um, I still love the guy. At the same time, yeah. this showed to me like his experience wasn't my experience. Right. And so it's something you kind of have to just accept. If you as a people don't want to be seen necessarily as monolithic, you have to accept like, hey, this guy's experience wasn't your experience. And I think by it taking this snapshot of this moment, it kind of was able to tell maybe a bit of his story and his, his understanding of him trying to figure out his own identity yeah. because he can't necessarily fit into that scene. Right. He can't fit into these scenes. And so I think that's really, I think it was almost valuable in a way because I felt like I was overloaded with information. Yeah. And this gave me a kind of a snapshot to like thinking within this snapshot, thinking within this world. It's interesting because um, we were t we we reviewed Boyhood a couple of weeks ago, and and one of the things that I have a problem with Boyhood is its its sense of plurality. It's about boy, you know, like even the title Boyhood. It's about mm -hmm. all boys, you know, like. Yeah. And, and I was like, but this experience does not relate to me, and I don't even find it uniquely compelling in this scenario. And I think the oh, thing it's because it's, it's not. Yeah, and I well, <laughs> and I think the thing about about Barry um, is that it is. It is very specific. It's very unique. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to bring up a quote from the Tinahasi uh, Coates article, um, A Prisoner's Black, and it was something I, I thought was really interesting. It was like, um, over the next 12 years, and he's talking about from the first time that we saw Barack Obama at that first DNC speech, I think it was 2004, when he was giving like the keynote address. Yeah, exactly. And that was kind of signaled as the point at which uh, Barack Obama became the Barack Obama that we know. Mm -hmm. um, but he said, over the next 12 years, so the four years between that and then his eventual election, uh, over the next 12 years, I came to regard Obama as a skilled politician, a deeply moral human being, and one of the greatest presidents in American history. He was phenomenal, the most agile interpreter and, and navigator of the color line I've ever seen. He had an ability to emote a deep and sincere connection with the hearts of black people while never doubting the hearts of white people. Mm -hmm. And I think that... That speaks to, you know, that thing, because you're right, Tennessee Coates does not, is not, you know, like, historically not a fan. Yeah. Uh, as, I think he's critical of him, very yeah. critical of him, where most people probably aren't. Yeah. That's critical. Because because Barack Obama is charismatic. Yeah, He is exactly. charming. He is, he, he, I think Barack Obama is the... The father figure, you know, most of us have great dads, but he's the father figure we all kind of aspire to be. Yes. You oh, know, man, like, he's Optimus Prime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except without killing people. There's no other Optimus Prime. I don't does, count but... Michael Bay's <laughs> Optimus Prime. Prime. Hashtag not my Prime. Yeah. I was thinking of him as, uh, as uh, not, was it Atticus Finch? Atticus Finch's dad in To Kill a Mockingbird. You know, uh, the one played by Gregory Pick. I forget the character's name, but it's Atticus was the younger brother, but mm -hmm. the father figure. Yeah. Uh, you know, like someone who is sincere, pragmatic, thoughtful, and kind of puts you at ease. It doesn't disarm you, but puts you at ease with his 
Um, Matrix of leadership. <laughs> Matrix yeah. of leadership. I think, yeah. I think I've nailed the analogy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. With the you know he knows how to how to make Cybertron great. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need he doesn't need to make it great again because it already mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Um. So let's we should get into spoilers. Spoiler I think. town. Cool. Although there's not a lot of spoilers. So Barack Obama <laughs> becomes president <laughs> of the United <laughs> States. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. This has been no. Yeah. Uh, no, I. Uh, so it starts out in a spot. At, uh, he's on a plane going to New York City uh, in 1981. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> just because I just again small little stupid things. I, he was smoking on an airplane. I'm like, ah, oh, the free will yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Just living the fucking yeah. dream. Yep. Uh, that he lands. Uh, basically, his first night in New York City in this film does not go well. Well at all. Right. Um, he's he's what was it? He was locked. Oh no, he went to go check out the um the campus that he was going to, mm -hmm. and then the security guard made him leave because he didn't have his ID, and yeah. obviously that was racially motivated. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he can't get into the apartment he's supposed to stay at, so he has to sleep outside. And he walks by. Um, there's a scene that he harkened back to that I really appreciated. This where he's like walking by a chain link fence, and these two were they Rottweilers? Yeah, Rottweilers. Uh, yeah. They're like barking at him. And he's like, fuck. Yeah. Like he's yeah. like he's doing the quick walk that most of us would do. Yeah. I love yeah, the scene that that later car. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. especially someone new to New York, you're like, yeah. what yeah. the Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. He runs into eventually, oh, I don't know if it's right now, but um the um oh no, he's he crashes uh, uh, at Salim's. Uh, at Salim's. Yeah. yeah. And then the next morning he like goes back, he meets uh boyhood, he meets yeah. his roommate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh and then oh the dude on the street, that was the other sort of thing. That is his neighbor yeah. where uh -huh. him and boyhood are kinda, living. Kinda, yeah. I, and I'm presuming and, and I don't know if this is misreading that, but a drug dealer neighbor I don't know. I don't know. I think that's uh, very New York. He was a very yeah, he was very New York, very yeah. potentially like you got a dangerous vibe from him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he always kept asking for a cigarette. For a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Obama was now. Did he quit in real in now times? Has he quit smoking? He or? has quit smoking. Okay. I think since um, when he, as he was running for president, he said. I remember we talking about it, he's been. Trying yeah. To quit okay. Because I do remember hearing that he was a smoker, yeah, and it was interesting smoker, to see yeah. him always smoking. Yeah. It's funny because that's like my parents, uh, my my mother and father in law watched this movie the night it came out, and they're like, "I didn't know he smoked that much." That oh, was really? like That was yeah, the main takeaway from the lot, movie. Yeah. It was like, "I didn't realize he smoked mm -hmm. that much." And I think it is. It's kind of like for again for this uh, the figure that we are all kind of like I say aspire to some form of fatherhood yeah. for. It's like it is a little disarming when you see him like you know smoking smoking constantly. smoking Listen, constantly. Yeah. All our dads had a past. Yeah, <laughs> all our dads were fucking badasses at least one point in their lives. Yeah, they did their shit and then they fucking straightened up or did whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. and they quit. Smoking. Became the president. Yeah. And they became president. Yeah. All of our dads, dads are president. president. I remember <laughs> in the, at the start of uh, of uh, Barack Obama's first term, I believe there would be photos of him. Um, outside the White House, like taking a smoke break, uh -huh. and fucking cool looking photos. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was it was like apparently like when he was like because he just quit, but like um, when he was really de-stressing, yeah. yeah, he would like still smoke a pack, you know, smoke. A Listen, cigarette. leader of the free world <laughs> wants to smoke a fucking cigarette if it's gonna calm him down yep. and help him out. <laughs> fucking go for it, mellow him out a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is, the smoking is quite a a, a thing in this movie. You yeah, know? like it's quite noticeable. So then we cut to uh, Barry. Uh, in, uh, yeah, I mean it's called Barry. You've realized that his name is. Nickname or whatever is Barry. Yeah, That's what yeah. everyone calls him which, in the movie. Which will mean something later yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And then um and then he's in philosophy class, which brings us to Shahir's line of mm -hmm. why does it always have to be about slavery? He's getting into a debate, uh, a philosophical debate in class. Yeah. He about, brings up oh, what were you gonna say? Well, about the the role of the individual voter. Yes. Uh, and like what because what, I think they're talking about Socrates or Plato or something yes. like that and it's like how does the how does how does the individual vote matter why, do, why does the individual vote matter mm -hmm. um, and and they get in it, it's a kind of a it's a it's a tough conversation that they're having to wrap your head around because they're talking about like the role of government in an individual in an yeah. individual's life whether it provides security or whether it provides um, 
um, the ability to fight or, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a difficult conversation. So this is the first scene that um, this is a, a problem I had with the film. I forgot about okay. this when I was talking about my uh, initial thoughts. Okay. Is that so like it, like I said, it is sort of like a walking simulator to see how the, the building blocks of, of turning, you know, the history of Barack Obama and turning him into the man that he is today. Um, it does. And not, not necessarily this scene, but this is the, the thing that it does throughout in scenes like this, where it does hit for the cheap seats in certain places to yeah. be like, this is where he got his idea about hope yeah. or this is where he got his idea about this. And it feels very like, see, yeah. see what we're doing. And, yeah. I, and like, if they were just like, if they just dialed the subtlety up or took away sort of the non subtle, however you want to, whatever dial you want to pull yeah. just right. to make it not like, get it, yeah. Yeah. get it. Uh, this one didn't feel that much, but later on as we go, they start adding up and I'm like, come on guys. Like yeah. I get it. I understand yeah. that this is why he's like this and yeah. whatever. And I can understand that that would be the criticism of this film, you know, is that it, it's too didactic about, you know, like Good touch, touch points in Barack yeah. Obama's life. Matt, it's, it's funny you say that because I think you, I thought you might like it. Cause it reminds mm -hmm. me of, of like a Batman year one. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. No, no, no. Don't oh, get wow. me wrong. Oh, that is good. I but, like that. But don't get me wrong, but I think, for instance, what Batman Year One does uh -huh. uh, very successfully. You came prepared. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, came yeah. prepared. What I think, what, and again, it's a different media. I haven't seen the animated Batman Man, Year One. No, I I'm about, yeah, you're yeah, talking about the comic. comic yeah. um, I think what the it, comics is interesting because a lot of that can be. Um, because the pacing of how you read and digest a comic book yeah. uh, with the panel direction and all that shit, timing is almost a personal thing. Mm -hmm. And even mistakes that I think Batman Year One makes can get glossed over in the actual experience of reading the comic. Whereas when a, a, a movie uh, is so locked into, it's telling you how you're going to yeah. experience those points. But don't you think like, I mean, Batman Year One eventually is, 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 the, touch, is the cornerstone of what Batman Begins was. And it is, and you know, like I know they change a lot of things, but but basically the narrative, the idea, I, it's the narrative the idea, idea which mm -hmm. is like here are the things that happen to Batman that will eventually make him Batman. Sure, and it's the the origin story idea. Yeah. No, I know, but it's the way, and and every one of those is going to have points and winks and nods. Yeah, but it's the way those points and winks and nods are are either massaged into a story so you mm -hmm. barely notice them or you like them when you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's exactly. a big, it's the amount of them. Right, right. And it, but sometimes it's just like. It's almost like you're in, in Barry, you're going along for a ride, and then it's just a little like, whoop, and there's a reference. Yeah. yeah. Whoop, what I, what there's I, another one. What I liked is that is that we this is basically the only classroom scene where he's being instructed on political. Sure, theory. and it's not it's not just politics. In fact, this is I, I just wanted to bring it up in yeah. general. I have more as we go, mm -hmm. but like this one didn't bother me the most. But this was the first one where I was like, oh, we're gonna get a couple of these. Gotcha. Right. And it didn't I didn't mind it. I mm -hmm. thought this was a very interesting scene and an interesting discussion they were having in a philosophy class. I also wrote down, how come I didn't have a fucking philosophy? I never took philosophy <laughs> in goddamn college. I was like, I would have loved the shit out yeah, of this. Philosophy is awesome. You can take you know, right now you can actually take uh, I think it's Harvard's uh, entire philosophy course is free available online. Oh, you, wow. can, you can actually just yeah, but you can't debate. Well, I could. I could just speak to my computer. Yeah, you could. Just I just like philosophical debates. I don't know. I, <laughs> that could be our other podcast. We could do just. Like, oh hey, god. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck. That's a rat. Speaking of rabbit holes. <laughs> um. So then. Uh. Oh, and then. So this is another. This is one of my favorite parts coming up. So he eventually. Uh. He runs into. Uh. Celine breaks into his house and yeah. they're gonna go to a party or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, No, I'm going to a party on campus or whatnot. Uh. And then he goes to the basketball court. Yep. Yeah. Where he meets uh, PJ, but you don't know his name then. He yeah. just seems like a guy that doesn't quite get along with him, and he keeps calling him invisible. Yeah. Because he's, he's reading, reading The Invisible, invisible Man. Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was like, I didn't know where that story was going to go, and I liked where it went. Yeah. And I, and I just, 
that th- that their interaction throughout this entire film and in that moment where like he's he doesn't he, they're both not quite sure about the other yeah. one. Yeah. And cuz they both come from very different uh you know lives. Uh to see the interaction like on the basketball court and then eventually off the basketball court and everything felt so natural and nice and like he started calling him invisible almost as a as a little bit of a dig and like you're not you're not important enough for me to call you your actual name. Yeah, and, yeah. and then like every good nickname, mm-hmm. it becomes a term of endearment yeah. as the film moves on. And I, that's kind of shit I love. Like that's a character story yeah. moment that feels so good as the movie keeps going. So true. Uh, and I really dug that. I don't know. I, it, I don't, that was just a minor, minor thing. Yeah. Oh no, I love that because I also love that experience. Also one thing about it is Barack Obama is constantly the outsider. Yes. Right? Even his neighbor in the beginning, he's taking a cigarette. I think it's something very common with New York. Yep. Uh, I know it's kind of hyper-focusing on now, but people have constantly always moved into New York mm-hmm. and always tried to move into neighborhoods and yeah. claim it as their own, and yeah. people from those neighborhoods have constantly pushed, pushed, and pushed back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I thought this was like a great shot of that. And him, yeah. them, everyone on a basketball court making fun of him was like, who are you? Who are you to think that you can just come here and play basketball with us? Yep. You know, you know yeah. the thing about that, that I always thought was interesting, and I guess it's because the film is about that struggle of identity, mm-hmm. is that... Every black person knows he's not one of them. Yeah. You know, like, it's mm-hmm. not like, uh, it's not like, because I remember initially, I think it might have been a 60 Minutes interview before the 2008 election or maybe just after it. Um, you know, so uh, he was riding in a car and and the interviewer, Dan Rather or someone like yeah. that, was saying, you know, like, what do you say to people who who don't think you're black? You know, don't think you're black enough because you're you're mixed heritage. And he said something along the lines of, yeah, I get that. I understand that people might be, you know, might find me somewhat disarming. Might, you know, I don't sound like uh, yeah. what you might think a black person might sound like. But at the same time, he goes, but my experience for if I'm traver- if I'm in a white neighborhood, my experience is very much the yeah. same as what a black person experiences in those neighborhoods. Gotcha. You know, yeah. like people see me that way. Mm-hmm. And I and I but I I think the counterpoint to that that I thought was really interesting is that when he goes into black neighborhoods people know he's not from that neighborhood. He's yeah. not from around there. I'd also say it's the same with white people, especially mm. in the film, or right. even, damn, the government. Mm. Um, but <laughs> they, they, They're very much quick to point out that he's not like what their stereotypical view of uh, mm. black people look like, right. particularly white people. Even in the film, like there mm. seems to be some... His uh, his roommates, his college classmates, yeah. he's ch- uh, like we talked about in the Senate, they constantly challenge him. Right. Like he might have been right on the point, but it's they're very quick to say, no, 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 you're right, not right. They're constantly quickly to challenge him. Him even walking onto the campus, he's challenged about that. Right, you know? yeah, yeah. Because it's not it for the security guard, it wasn't typical for a black person to be walking through. Yeah. So I think he's just constantly in that outsider role, whether uh black people viewing him or white people viewing him. Yeah. Which I think makes him who he is in a weird way. Yeah, I yeah. I think you know like it, I and that's a that's I guess the reason why I found the film so compelling is mm-hmm. I f- I feel that experience all the time. I live you know I'm a I'm a person who lives in New York now and I have this weird accent and I'm I'm a six foot four Indian dude, mm-hmm. which is a little unusual I think you know like to see. Um, and so I've always kind of responded to that to that feeling of like being the outside. But the weird thing for me is I. Uh, I've always really loved being on the outside. I love like not being part of a tribe. Like I think to me, it I think it shaped my worldview a little bit, you know, like to be able to look at things yeah. analytically. And I, I, you know, like kind of just seeing that in him made me really respect it. Now, does it have, the problem is it doesn't have dramatic stakes. Does the, does this like this idea of, um, 
of not knowing which tribe you belong to or being sort of an outsider and straddling the line. In this Just, film in particular or in, the, in general? In, the, in this film in particular. Do, would you argue that that actually has dramatic stakes? Because, the, you know... If we're Near the about, end, as, mu as much of this, as, as much drama as this movie gets into, yes. Yeah. If you're looking... Because that has to be graded on a scale, yeah. too, because if you're talking about... That between between Moonlight and yeah, this, yeah. no, yeah, like yeah. this is this is so baseline if you're comparing the it to that. Dramatic stakes are completely oh, yes. right. entirely. But if I'm looking at it in the package of Barry, yes, yes there yeah. are dramatic stakes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because he eventually goes to the party, he meets Charlotte. Yeah, um, he starts dating her. She's yeah. white. Yeah. So then there's that whole thing yeah. that goes on throughout the entire film and the interactions you see, like. At Thanksgiving yeah. with Barry's mom, who is also white, right. uh -huh. uh, that's and and with Salim and like the four of them together is just such a cool little family unit. And you're yeah. like, yes, like I love this. This is what it should be. Yeah. And then you have even um, when he walks down the street going shopping with her yeah. to, uh, to visit like the guy he buys books from or any yeah. of that shit. Like they're all looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. He gets self conscious about that in the restaurant. That's sort of where the only like. That really reminds me of, uh, do you guys see Jungle Fever, Spike yeah. Lee's mm -hmm. film, Jungle Fever? I have not, no. It, it just reminded me of that. You know, it's, it's something that, uh, I guess, in in when we think about uh, interracial relationships, we, we tend to, you know, like, in, in hip-hop, it's always like, I gotta get me a white girl, mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, like, you... Um, you know, date a white chick. Yeah. I think that Kanye line from Gold uh -huh. Digger. And, and the one thing that, you know, like, Jungle Fever switched me on to the other, sometimes, was, was that for... Uh, a black man dating a white woman, there's actually some sense of shame in that. Like there's some sense of selling out, yeah. you know, like, and it's, it's something that I, I had never really thought about. Mm -hmm. And it's something that this film kind of really taps into. And it's something that he, you know, Barack is dealing with, or I'm going to call him Barry because it's important that he makes the distinction between yes. Barry and Barack. Yeah. Um, but you know, like he, he's walking through this, you know, through his, his quote unquote neighborhood now. And people are looking at him like, Hey man, you know, what's up? That's, yeah. you know, you're kind of selling out now. Um, which I, I just, you know, like, I it's a nice little touch. It's something we don't really see or yeah, think about in films. That's very true. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is the year that Loving came out, which is a film I haven't seen yet, but, you know. Uh, really good. Yeah, yeah. Overall. Uh, um, so uh, I, I really enjoyed that side of, you know, that, uh, you know, that question I asked you earlier about, like, does the film have dramatic stakes? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, I do actually think for what this film is, those dramatic stakes are really compelling and really interesting. And, I'm, yeah. and I actually really like that this is a small, intimate film about small ideas. They're able exactly. to make yeah. the smallness feel big enough to carry the film itself, which yeah, is, I think is important. Yeah. It doesn't feel unimportant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a sort of side uh, thing, uh, which we haven't really discussed about his father. Yes. Right. Uh, do you want to touch on that? Yeah, I'll touch on that. I think that's something that kind of stuck out to me a lot in the movie as well. Um, Throughout the movie, he's constantly writing a letter to his father. Right. And, like uh, the, same yeah. the same letter. The same letter. He's constantly trying to write the same letter. You only see him every point they flash him. He's at the very beginning of the letter. He's yeah. never able to well, actually. At the beginning. And on the plane, he's reading a letter from his father. Yes, yeah. he's reading. Oh, so, sorry. Let yeah. me backtrack. So on the plane in the beginning of the movie, um, he's reading a letter from his father. Um, he and his father, he hadn't had a relationship with his father. He hadn't seen him since he was 10. Yeah. They haven't really had a relationship. It's not uh, 2016 where you could talk to your dad via Facebook Messenger, yeah. or you could Gmail him, anything like that. You kind of have to make a collect call to Kenya. Yeah. yeah. And his dad actually has a family, and it's it's alluded to, and you see it later on in the movie, his dad kind of just had a tryst with his mother, Barack Obama's mother. Yeah. And there's a lot of anger that Barack Obama almost has towards his mother about that. Right. Yeah. Because for the fact that she, and I think it's it kind of plays off into his view of Charlotte, where his mother was just kind of doing this thing. Yeah, This yeah. cool thing. 
And so him not knowing his father, he just doesn't really know how to process it. And it's also something Charlotte brings up as well, where she's like, you overthink everything. Yeah, yeah. And throughout the movie, he's overthinking how to write yeah. and how to reach out to his dad. Now, that's yeah. the one thing, because again, I, I, I would never <laughs> begin to say I understand the the things that he went through because yeah. I, I, I can't. Right. But the one thing, I, the one small aspect is I am very similar in that sense of overthinking everything to the point of, uh, I, I mean- it's been a problem from time to time, either you know, doing projects or yeah. anything like that, because I get so wrapped up in the what if, who's who's thinking this? Okay, I need to keep this person happy to do this and whatever. Da, da, da. I get so much in my head when I saw him sort of doing that throughout the film, granted about very different things than yeah. I would. Uh, I related to that a lot. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, shit, like yeah. that's a, not a fun feeling. Yeah, it's not at all. No, but it's, it's one thing that I actually um, I think the film actually really captured really well which is the college years yes you know like and and college years are about bullshit conversations and overthinking everything because everything about college if you had the experience of going to college is like finding your tribe it's yeah. like finding your identity and you know like i think that this film actually did a really good job of conveying like those bullshit conversations exactly, that yeah. you have you know like when you're in in first year college especially yeah um, it, you know and and having those kind of those political conversations where you're talking about socrates <laughs> and plato I like <laughs> life or death when yeah. you're in first year of college. When, when, as you know, as, in actuality, as you, it's like, as you grow up, it's like, mm, yeah, yeah, fuck, you know. Um, one of the big moments with the Charlotte uh, relationship was when finally she brings him to dinner to meet her parents. <laughs> uh, the scene, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. So he's in the bathroom, washing his hands or whatever. Yeah. Barry is. And uh, the a guy comes in and starts washing his hands, and Barry hands him like a towel, like just hands him yeah. like a polite gesture. Oh, he asks him, for a, oh, yeah. he asks him for a towel. He goes, you know, and the guy says thank you and leaves a five, like yeah. he's the fucking attendant. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, I, I literally when it happened, I wrote it down. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. Was, oh really? I like verbally said it, and I was like, god damn it. And then I was like. Oh fuck! That's gonna be his, that's gonna be the dad. Yeah. I was like, yeah. That's gonna be the fucking dad. Yeah. And I went saw it. I was like, God! <laughs> it's so weird because that like there's two scenes like that. Um, I think there there's that scene and there's a scene later on yeah, where I yelled, I yelled, "It's your goddamn father!" <laughs> like to myself in my apartment. The, there's that scene and there's a scene later on where the um, uh, Charlotte's mother introduces her to someone. Where I was like. These to me are the oh, and there's a, another scene on campus where uh, Barack gets uh, Barry gets carded, uh, yeah, yeah. and to me those those were the scenes where I felt like we. It's not that it's not that I don't feel that those things aren't true. I, I don't know about the father thing if that actually happened, but I felt like. I knew exactly what that what like I knew I, know, I, I knew know. I knew the tip was coming before it happened. And oh, I, I knew didn't. that that Maybe dude I, was going to be know. the father. Yeah, it's funny. I, I knew it was coming as well, and I think. Uh, there's those no things way. happen. That, yeah. Those things, things truly happen. Those like, truly happen. Yeah. But I feel like I've seen them. I've seen it happen before in film. Yeah, well. like I, I knew that. that yeah. But that you know would what bugged me the most? What I what I hadn't seen in, uh -huh. in a film with a situation like this. Because you're right. I've seen similar things. Yeah. Yeah. But when he goes back to the table, when he goes to the table and he meets the parents for the first time, the father never looked him in the eye in the fucking bathroom. Yeah. So he doesn't even fucking oh, yeah, know no. it. The that, guy that he gave five dollars to. That was another beautiful thing I noticed about it. He did. He never paid attention to him. He wasn't important. And I was he, like, was, he was invisible. I was like, mother, and it goes back to the thing. And I was like, motherfucker, this movie's doing some slick shit. Yeah. And that was like, it, that's a trope that it could have fallen into. And it could have had like that awkward dinner conversation. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But and, it didn't do that. And then, and then again, this comes back to that sort of beautiful performance from Devon Tyrell. Mm -hmm. He's like, real good. Yeah, he's, he's really good. good in this scene because he kind of, he completely disarms the parents. Everyone, and, you, and you're like, 
I know why he's so charming. Like, yeah. he is really charming. Yeah. You know? He like, has a way, especially in this movie, because it's like how Barack Obama is now, but like with this weird youthful edge yeah. that just yeah. sort of like, that he's too smart for mm. everyone, and he will say a thing that is in, that at its core is knocking the person he's speaking to down a peg who's disrespected him, who's just sort of a dick, yeah. but like is so intelligent and sort of charismatic in the way he says it yeah. that you, that the person's like, oh, yeah, like, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's just like you're seeing him outsmart people. It's, yeah, yeah. Like, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So good. No, I love that whole thing about him. But just going back to that um, interaction, I thought it was just great how the dad didn't even know it happened. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, later on in the movie, and he never brings the, it up. He never brings it up. Yeah. He never brings it up. And then the one time he actually does bring it up is uh, at uh, Charlotte's sister's wedding. Right. When uh, Charlotte's mother walks him over to the interracial couple, yeah. I believe it's an Asian and a uh, yeah. black man. Yeah. They're in a couple together, and and they sit down, and um, they said, "Oh yeah, Barack, I think you really should meet these guys. Yeah, this couple." And so Barack sits with them, and the first thing the black gentleman asks him, and I forget his name, he goes, "Oh, were well, your parents in the movement?" Yeah, he yeah. goes, "No, um, <laughs> you guys are interracial yeah. couple, and my parents are interracial. That's why I'm assuming she brought you over. She yeah, thought yeah. this was a good thing. Yeah, and he's already had the." Worst day of his life. Yeah, uh, sorry for the spoil, but his dad had died that yeah, day. Yeah, no, we can we can get we can yeah, jump yeah. around. So um his dad had died that day and he hadn't actually revealed this to Charlotte. Yeah. He hadn't really even he doesn't even really reveal it until he sees the African guys at the bar who are serving everyone. After they take wedding pictures because they're all at a wedding. Exactly. Yeah. And then he kinda is just like there's some type of comfort in that. Yeah. And there's also some type of comfort when he's talking to the interracial couple where he's just like yeah, they don't really get me. She just knows that you guys are interracial and she wants me to talk to you. And I just love those little moments about him because he's He's able to let himself go in, the pe- in front of people he feels comfortable with. Yeah. And I, I can't yeah. remember where I read um, uh, Barack Obama talking about that that time with that girl, with Charlotte. Yeah. But I, it might have been in that Atlantic article. I think so, yeah. Yeah, but he was kind of like saying, I knew that if I stuck around here, I would basically entirely assimilate into that way yes. of life. And and I think that's what's happening in, well, I'm not sure if that's exactly what it is in that scene, but it's it's that thing where he's like, there's this person who I've never met who means is basically one half of who I am and I don't know who that is anymore. Yeah. And I, and I kind of, I know that if I stay in this relationship mm-hmm. and in this, in this place that I'm, that part of me is going to entirely slip away. Yeah. And so there's two really beautiful things that happen here. Um, the first is, is that um, when he breaks up with Charlotte, I love that the movie has the smarts not to like, Give us the conversation. Yeah, it yep. just, that, it, 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 I just was like, oh, that's good. You and know, she like, know, like she gets it. She it's gets been it. Coming and like it's just and it's a he you know, gets it. It's yeah. at a and wedding, the, so it's and, weird. And, and the cool thing is, is that the filmmakers understand that we get it. Yeah, you know, like exactly. we don't need yeah. to actually right. Hash so it for, out. For, for, yeah. for the hand holding that I was talking about for the Obama, this is an Obama thing yeah. moments. Yeah. What it what for all of those, what it does with relationship, like. I don't know, just smoothness uh-huh. in this. It all feels very real and never like it never holds your hand for related. It's like you're an yeah. adult. You understand how this can work. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I really like that. And that's rare. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. And it's so funny because like that's to for a film to do that with relationships. Yeah. yeah. Whew, that's that doesn't happen every day. It leads into the final scene where Barack goes outside uh, into the country club. Yeah. Uh, finds a, a lights little, a cigarette. Lights yeah. a cigarette. Like hangs out <laughs> sits in a, on a sand dune. Yeah. And sits on a sand dune and writes and, and finishes the letter. letter. Yeah. yeah. But it, but the thing that I thought was beautiful was that they, that he signs it off as Barack. Barack. Yes. That's the first uh, time it, in the entire film yeah. that he's been and, called. And, and the reason there. and like I don't know it that really touched me because the thing that like my experience when I moved to. Uh, from Fiji to New Zealand, mm-hmm. the first thing that happened was is that no one could pronounce my name. Uh, well, like, aren't we still pronouncing it wrong? That's the, and that's the thing. Uh, is that, I heard uh, your voicemail the other day, and it's uh, it's I, entirely. And the thing yeah. is, I I don't pr- like 
if there's any part of me that code switches, it's like it's how I say my name in front of Indian people versus how I say my name in front of non-Indian. How people. are we supposed to say it? Tell us. So the and I say this wrong. The only person who says this right is my mother, but uh-huh. it's Shahir. Shahir. Yeah, it's Shahir. not. I've asked him if he wants me to to fix it, but nope. I don't care. Like yeah. it doesn't bother me. But uh-huh. but the but like realizing that that he's basically assumed the identity of Barry the whole way. Yeah. And then making that choice to become Barack mm-hmm. at the end of it, I yeah. just thought it was just really smart writing, yeah, and it I really it, it like because because so what happened when I came to New Zealand is no one could pronounce my, instead of saying I've always said it Shahir, people didn't understand that, so they just said Shahir, uh-huh. and that's kind of what people you know it's basically become. And I was like, oh yeah, there is a point at which that happened, mm-hmm. and it wasn't my choice that that made that, and I you know like for. But what we see at the end of this film is is him assuming the identity of his father because his father's name is Barack. Yeah. Um, and it was, I just thought it was a, a lovely piece of writing and it was like the, a lovely culmination of what this film is. It's very small. It's a really small yeah. movie. Well, the whole movie important. is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it, Sorry. I tell a kind of really funny story. Uh, yeah. Back to my. ESP. It's got to be really funny. Though. It is. Funny. If it's not really it's funny, not really funny. <laughs> okay, can I tell a story? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's Go a ahead. story that kind of relates to this. Yeah. So um, I worked at ESPN, and that was in Bristol, Connecticut. Okay. Which is um very whitewashed. I've and, been to. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I haven't been, but I could guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's Connecticut, and so every day I used to have to sit through two or three sports center meetings. Yeah. Which are also very whitewashed. Few people of color. Few w- women in the room. Yeah. And um, during the time I worked there, Jadavion Clowney was uh, projected to be the number one draft in the NFL. I'm sorry okay. if no one listening knows sports. Yeah, but I'm this sorry. guy, But this guy was a beast in college football. He, um, You guys have all seen this clip because it's been viewed probably close to 100 million times where he just destroys a running back when he's in college. Yeah. And this guy, and uh, we'll show it afterwards, but he's just projected to be a beast. Right. But during his senior year, not his uh, junior year, he's dogging it because he knows he's going to the NFL. Okay. He doesn't necessarily care to be in college, but he doesn't want to get injured because college players don't make money. He's mm-hmm. waiting for that big NFL check. Right. And so there's one, uh, we're in a sports center meeting, and one day at a press conference, he goes, hey, my name is actually pronounced Jadavion. Right. They have been calling him Jadavion Clowney, Jadavion. He's like, no, it's actually pronounced Jadavion. And so being that sports center meetings and ESPN was very whitewashed, a lot of the producers were like, how arrogant is this dude? Why does oh, he now, really? Now does, why does he now want us to pronounce his name this way? This guy's been dogging it all year. He only cares about the money. He doesn't care about the school yeah. and all this stuff. And I remember just sitting in the meeting and I just <laughs> raised my hand. And they're like, I wonder why he would say that. And I raised my hand. <laughs> I goes, his mother told him to say that. Yeah, and they that's go, how you pronounce and, the name. And they go, what do you mean? His mother knows he's about to be on TV every NFL Sunday. Yeah. And that's not what she named her son. Yeah. And, he t- and she probably told him point blank, this is how you pronounce your name. Make sure they pronounce your name this way. And then they all kind of sat there in silence and they all go, oh, that actually makes sense. Right. It's funny. And, yeah. and it's just one of those things where like, I named you this. Yeah. And so have the confidence when you go step in front of these people, make sure they say your name the way I named it to you. And that's, Which is actually it's really a, interesting. That's a beautiful, yeah. and it's, I'm sorry we dogged at the yeah, beginning yeah. of the story. That's a beautiful story. Yeah, it was oh, good. <laughs> it wasn't as funny, but it was like, Poignant, and I thought it related to that point. Yeah, it, just, it also yeah. like it reminded me in Malcolm X when the conversation about assuming the X for the mm-hmm. name, you yeah. know, like it's it's uh, rejecting the slave name, and also like uh, that Malcolm took, you know, I think I'm not sure if it was later in his life or in the middle of his life, but he took on like a full Muslim name, yeah. Al Haj Malik Al Shabazz, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, and you know, people, and the thing is, is if you're not, 
if you're not um, invested in your identity, people think, you know, do what the yeah. people did in that and room. You which can is become like, invisible. Yeah, people because just reject people you. people are seeing you for who you are. Yeah. And I think, like, his dad's Barack Obama Sr. Yeah. And a lot of him being buried was rejecting his father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now he wanted to be like, you know what? This is my name. I need to take ownership of it. And you're going to figure out how to say my name, and I'm going to correct Barack you. Barack Hussein Obama. Obama. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that. And that is the miraculous thing mm -hmm. about Barack's uh, ascendancy. If, if we are getting into, like, celebrity politics and basically the Twitter sphere, and, yeah. and you know, like, we're, we're, we're only digesting small bits of information, the fact that his name is Barack Hussein, Hussein. Obama yeah. should have just Im immediately disqualified this guy from yeah. running for presidency. But no, he didn't just, you know, he... he, he didn't just get past that. He won. Yeah. And he won two terms. Times, yep. And he will argue, I think arguably, at least in our generation, be known as the most popular and effective president in our lifetime. Well, for yeah. our, and I guess, but for, for our sake, I hope not. I, like, of, I, of I, I hope. I hope. I, I hope someone I, better I, I hope <laughs> it always gets better. Yeah. I mean. Uh, but, you know, like he is, he is the... <laughs> I mean, I know Kennedy was cut short, but he is the Kennedy of our generation. Oh, yeah. You know, like where As he, of now, 100%. Yeah. He is the aspirational figure. Yeah. Now, aspiration alone, I think, doesn't uh, you know doesn't make for good bedfellows in terms of the government. But, but well, What are you talking about, buddy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can just hope, you know, hope and change. We'll just hope and change our way into, into universal health care. Obviously, that's yeah. what's important to me right now. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but, you know. Um, oh, you got, don't you have, you, you still have your, your New Zealand health care, don't no, you? No, no, we had to get rid of it. Oh, no! I'm swimming in the sea of American health. Oh, welcome now. to Thunderdome. I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah. I tell you what, it is. I don't know how you people are living. It is a clusterfuck. Uh, day bidet. Yeah. yeah. You day living in a bidet? Yeah. That's basically, yeah, you yeah. can take it that way. Yeah. That's 100%. You're washing your ass with, with American health care. Yeah. yeah. Well, final thoughts. Let's go <laughs> yes. down. Let's have Steven end it. Uh, Shahir, yeah, yeah. what do you think? I mean, I think you guys know, uh, it's, it is a, what, what I think of the movie. It's very small. Uh, it's intimate, but it, it spoke to me on a very personal level. I don't know if that tr necessarily translates because I've, you know, I've read reviews where people just go, what the hell is going on here? There's nothing happening in this movie. And to be honest with you, that's how I feel a little bit about Catcher in the Rye when I read Catcher in the Rye. Um, but to me personally, like I, I was invested in this, in, in the dramatic states of finding your identity. And again, the fact that it is a person whom I presume most people know about, um, and know what he eventually becomes. I think, I think it is a, a worthwhile film. Um, it, uh, it reminds me of a, a lot of the conversation about race in America is a very fluid, ever changing, mm -hmm. difficult conversation to have. And I think that, that Barack's Obama, Barack Obama's presidency has injected, um, something into that conversation, which I think has always been useful because I consider myself multinational. And I think, and I think the composite, you know, like you, we often think about race in binaries, you know, like you're black, you're white, you're this. Um, and I think, you know, someone like Barack Obama, I, I hope will introduce the idea of fluidity into the concept of race. Sure. Um, I, and aside from that, I think it's a really beautifully shot film, you know, uh, exceptionally well-made film. And it's a very smart piece of storytelling. Yeah. Um, it knows what it is. It does it very well. Um, from this guy, Vikram Gandhi, who's made one documentary and a series of documentaries. And on now Vice, this. Yeah. And yeah. now this. So yeah. I think this is a really, it's not showy either. It's not, no. it doesn't feel like, Hey, I'm making my first movie. I got to like show people what I can do. Yeah. It's just, it, he really like cast it well. Um, and, and played it very, very smartly. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree with all those points. I think other than some of the heavy handed, like this is an Obamaism and this is how Obama got this certain way. Like it's it's it 
it wallows in a great way in the small moments and it lets you sort of soak in them as a, and I could like on one hand, I could see a critic's problem with like, Oh, nothing happens. But on the other hand, I'm like, shut the fuck up. People that are only used to giant fucking stupid movies. I love and giant fucking stupid you. movies. Yeah. I love giant fucking stupid movies, but you know why I like them? Because it's not the only type of movie I watch. I would get so fucking bored if I just watched explosions all day. Like this has, this has the weight of a large, whatever the fuck bullshit film, but wrapped up in a tiny package. And I think that when people, I often, I also wonder too I, with this, because it's so politically tied, mm -hmm. right. are you really going to get someone objective? Even, even us in this room, yeah, yeah. but like, as far as like quality and whether we like it or not, there's a lot of like, I do feel like, and maybe this is um, arrogant. I think the three of us mm -hmm. can separate that. And if this was a bad film, no, we yeah, would be said, like, yeah. but like there are people that can't. And so whenever you have a polarizing sort of political type film, I think that could happen too. The one thing I do want to add, because other than that, I agree with everything you said. Um, I would love to see <laughs> this style of movie. Batman Barack? No. Yeah, that'd be, no, that'd be great. Uh, but what about like the same period of time, the same slice of life of Trump? Oh my god! Oh yeah, the Trump. Could what, you what do it? Would it be? What? No, whatever. Just take however old Barry was, yeah. and do it then. Because I just i I would love to see them side by side. And I'm not talking about like a slam piece on I think, Trump. I think the art of the deal. No, no, no. Movie, because the art that of the deal is a slam piece on Trump. But, no, but, it, but it's, he should be slammed. It, but it's very. It's about a very specific deal that he's right, trying right, to make. Right, right. No, but I'm talking about like I want to know what made. Donald Trump. Trump, Trump. The, part of the deal is just, or he's already Trump. He's yeah. already there. Yeah, right. But like, I want to know, like, there's not a lot about his mother. There's not a lot about, like, you hear about his father and how he was rich, but like, I don't know. Could you do it? And could you make, I was talking about this with someone else. I was like, I was, and I don't want to make the, the Trump Hitler comparison because I don't always <laughs> think that's the same. But like, I could very easily see someone doing a movie like this about Hitler with the, in the artist years. Oh, I mean, has well, that been done? Uh, it hasn't no. been. I've read, I've read stories about sure. Hitler in the artist I could years. see you doing that like this and making it just as compelling and da da da. For whatever reason, I can't see it having the same emotional gravitas. And maybe that's because of who I think Trump is. Because everyone's human. I, think I get the, that. This film has already been made about Trump. It was called American Psycho. It was made in, <laughs> in I mean, 1999. Yeah, but like <laughs> it. it I'm just, I'm just curious. That's the only thing I wanted to say was like, I, I just don't think you could do it. And if, and if a filmmaker did it, holy fuck. So I don't know. I just, uh, you should watch Barry. It's on Netflix. You should do it. Yep. Uh, it's funny. Uh, when I started this, I said it reminded me very much of a CW movie. Yeah. I didn't mean it dismissively, but now the more that <laughs> but was, like a really good CW. Movie? Yeah. A really good CW. CW's got some good shit. Yeah, it's got yeah. some good stuff. But uh, we talk about this, not actually anything happening here. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the beauty of this. And the more we spoke about it, I actually like it a lot more now. Right. I think nothing really happened on the surface, but the subtext within the movie, we, yes. we talked about uh, code switching. Mm -hmm. We talked about racial identity. We talked about, uh, not to say puberty, but young adulthood. Yeah. And I think there finding was, your place. Yeah. yeah, finding your place and finding your place in the world. I think that was just like really well done here. And to the, I just kind of actually talking it through. It was like, mm -hmm. oh, wow. Actually, a lot happened in this movie, yeah. and it a lot shaped and laid the foundation for like uh, it was Barack Obama year one. Yeah. And I think now we kind of get like <laughs> what we actually have been seeing as a president, how he's able to move in between different worlds and things like that. And so I, looking back on it, it's an awesome CW show, maybe the best <laughs> CW show ever. Nice, but like no, I'm actually really happy, and I kind of want to go back and watch it again and just All write right. a lot of this down. Excellent. I, I, I hope our audience feels the same way. Yes. And if you do, you can reach us at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at onlymoviepod uh, or go to our website at onlymoviepodcast.com. 
Um, to write us in, we've gotten a few uh, really good emails recently about uh, our Star Wars review, which we'll, we'll talk about. <laughs> um, and uh, we're really enjoying the interactivity we're having with our audience now, so please keep that coming. And if you can, write us in uh, a review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word about what our show is and, and also gives us new ideas about things we could be doing in the future. Indeed. That's it. That's no, all I got. No, That's well, <laughs> well, I mean, well, this has been the only podcast about the film Barry. Uh, Stephen, when you are not watching uh, biopics on yeah. great American presidents, where can folks find you? They can find me at uh, on Twitter at uh, backslash Stephen Wobbits instead of you replace Wobbits. Yep. You replace the R with the W. Right. Oh. It, it was born out of the podcast Friday Night Whiskey because after a while I start to say slur. Wobbits. Instead of <laughs> Roberts, I say Wobbits. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's Stephen with the V and uh, W O B E R T S. Nice. You can nice. find me there on Instagram and Twitter. And then also you can find Friday Night Whiskey on iTunes at uh, Friday Night Whiskey and the SoundCloud backslash Friday Night Whiskey. So it's please. It's a great show. Tune in. Check bro. it out, guys. Check and out. we are going to take you up on that invitation. Yes, we will come. We yeah. will come. Just, drink. At least just, just to drink. dilute that bottle yeah, a little bit because yeah. I think you guys are going to get alcohol. She here will have the one glass you can't yeah. see the air quotes because he doesn't drink yeah you guys have never seen me drunk and you never will yeah <laughs> give it time uh shahir where can folks find you buddy you can see find me at www.shahirdaud.com that's s-h-a-h-i-r-d-a-u-d.com all my lives and works are available there and you can find me at emperor msk on twitter skeletor the number four p-r-e-z on instagram or at matthewkroll.com uh, guys, this has been an awesome conversation. Thank Steven, you thank you again for Thanks coming. For having me. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. <laughs>